To celebrate Black History Month, I spoke to two special guests about Bristol's sound system culture and its significance to black history. My name is Edson Burton. I'm a historian and a writer. I've worked on a number of history projects with Ujima, looking at the black history through black music, music of black origin. Were you ever part of the sound system culture when you were younger? Did you go to events? My oldest brother, Nigel, was a Rastafarian. He was part of the sound system group. I was younger than him by like 10 years. I would go with him to some of the events that his sound system group, whose name I can't remember, uh, were involved in. And I'd also go with him to sound clashes, blues, where different sound systems were playing. We were born in Bedford and through that music, we travelled to Birmingham, Leeds, rugby and so on. Some of it was also through his, him being a Rastafarian, being a member of 12 tribes as well. My name's Cleo Late. I live in St Paul's. I am a dance artist, so I work with older people. And I also run a sound system dance class. On top of that, I was the um, former chair of St Paul's African and Caribbean Carnival. Reggae music, amongst other genres, was something I grew up with, which I would connect to sound system culture. I think sound system culture is synonymous with Jamaica. I would say personally that I started to go out as a teenager to nightclubs. So my experience of sound system culture would have been in a venue, i.e. Trinity or the Depot, couple of places on Stokes Croft, those kind of venues, Malcolm X, and it was more either a mixed genre of music in the night or more specifically the sort of jungle, drum and bass kind of movement, I would say I was part of that. What do you think sound system culture significance is to black history? Well sound systems were the link. We think that, you know, when people came here in the uh, 50s and 60s, and especially for a second generation, we were kind of cut off from the music and culture of the Caribbean and um, looking to establish our own kind of music and cultural identity. Given that, you know, there were a number of bands starting out, but often it was also about how do you get to listen to the music that was coming from home? How do you keep that connection alive? I guess it does create a sense of unity I'd imagine that things have changed quite a lot since the 70s when you would probably identify it more with a black culture. Today, I mean, it's quite broad to say sound system culture. I suppose if we narrow it down and say dub-related music, the dub movement, which has clearly been revived in recent years, I think it is more of an all-nations thing, which I don't have a problem with, but I think it's always important to acknowledge the roots of it. St Paul's Carnival draws in more and more people every year. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's successful in sharing and keeping alive black history in Bristol? No. I think it's too big now and I think 
sound system culture is part of black culture if you want to say and it is now a part of the carnival probably wasn't introduced on a big scale until the 80s and the carnival began in well the festival began in 68 so there was some time before the sound system became such an integral part people's perception of the event is different the it's different for different types of people and there are many challenges but I feel that it's probably better to try and somehow scale it down and not have it associated with things such as getting completely wasted and dancing to sound systems although I understand that we're living in difficult times and people need to release and have that have that release and have that um, outlet where people can come together regardless of background and enjoy themselves but I think some of the consequences of that are not in line with Caribbean or African Caribbean culture so I feel the days are numbered for that. There's a sound system culture that is still very much alive today but one of the interesting things about seeing sound systems and sound clashes is that I think they've become more popular with a younger white listeners and audience and there are older people of African descent who are going to the goes to those events I don't see it as having the same pull as it once did. And remember, we've gone through the intervening culture of hip-hop, which, again, had its own reproduction of the kind of sound system form when we talk about um, DJ selectors, dancers, you know, because it was, it was a whole crew, it wasn't just, you know, people playing. I see it as less of an institution um, that relates now to people of African descent in the way that it did now. It's very much enjoyed and still quite an important institution. Economically viable too, from the nights that I know get, that get put on. But just from my experience, maybe different in other cities, it seems that the audience has shifted. I think what often happens with black cultural forms is that people of African descent may move on or away from it, things will move, they have their historical moment and often it, it, it becomes a, a sort of a, a latter interest in which it's revived by white audiences later on. All these different things that are entertainment or have their own purpose, but I would say maybe Roots um, related music is about the message in the music. I think that's always been important but I feel that that there should be more action that follows the music so that people can listen to it, emphasise with it, talk about it, say how things are bad or things are good, but now people need to be moved to action. And it's called All Nations, all nations have gathered around the sound system, so it's what happens next is the important part. This question of relevance and connection will come up again, and in our mainstream, if the music doesn't, if our mainstream music doesn't reflect, you know, the people's lived experiences, then I, I, I think we'll see a revitalization of um, black music in terms of its music, musical power, relevance, urgency, soulfulness, I think. What do you think about the idea of the sound system culture, especially in Bristol, being this kind of economic proof form of music because it's always still been really strong in Bristol. People have always carried on making their own rigs and getting together groups. And even today we've got new groups like Lion Pulse Sound System and they're still really, really popular. Do you think that's more of a, a bastion for flying the flag of 
black history through music a bit better than other well, bands? I, I, yes, I mean, I, one of the problems for uh, black institutions is I think that they have become reliant and become part of the structures of funding, state, charity and otherwise. Sometimes that, re that reliance on the one hand created a, a sustainability, um, but it's also created a dependency. And when you're dependent, you're not as free to do as you wish or to say what you wish. And also just chasing sustainability consumes your energy from being involved in other, in other kinds of causes and, and goals and so on. What's interesting about the, the South system culture is I think it's less dependent upon external forces. It's a mutual, collaborative, participative activity in which people invest their energy, their time, their finances and so on. In, in a sense, ironically, it reminds me of why black-led churches were able to do very well in the 70s, 60s and 70s. And it was because, in a sense, people were directly involved in the ownership and the establishment and consolidation of their institution. And I think it's a similar thing with, with the sound system culture. And then at the same time, why is it sort of economically proof? Because I think there is, there is a culture that surrounds it that can't be easily co-opted into a mainstream space. It is an alternative kind of world that exists in its own place and, and, and time. And then I think there is something unique about drum music, bass heavy music, that won't change. There is a connection, the pulse of the beat, the heaviness of the drum, the bass, that is, I think, like the, the pulse, uh, mirrors the pulse of the human heart. And it takes you away from the singularity of being oneself, of being a person worrying about bills and spaces and so on, to be filled almost physically, to be physically, yes, physically filled in a sense by, by that sound. So it is a, a space that I think will, will remain and isn't easily co-opted and for that reason it remains independent. And so for that reason as well, it carries on the journey of, of black history. Um, so certainly representing at least that, that space and, and what it was trying to achieve and the message that was behind it.